Welcome to the Small Bowler Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who might just cut off a toe for some Swensons. Brandon Siegel, how are you doing today? So hold on, let's let's break this situation down before before we go any further. Uh, can I never have Swensons again if I don't give you one of my toes? I think we, I think that might just have to be, yeah. You know what? You can have. That. You so pick I the toe. You might you, have to. You pick the toe. You can have it. Swensons is something that could never be given up. Uh, we're, we're gonna kind of we're gonna get right into. It. We're gonna introduce our wonderful, amazing expert mogul. Uh, I'm going to put entrepreneur in there. I don't even know if that is a title of yours. Not really accurate. But uh, yeah. Max Marco. Max, have you had Swenson's before? It's in Cleveland. What is that? It's kind of <laughs> like, it's like a chain. They, they it's, It has cheap food. It's like burgers. No, they got some no, sandwich, chicken no. sandwich. I, yeah. we'll, we'll take a small water podcast trip up there um, because it's. I've heard, no, I've heard of it. Swen- yeah. Yeah, I've heard of it, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's. I would consider. I thought that it, was like a Chicago thing. No, no, no. However, Chicago does have a lot of great restaurants, but no, Portillo's. I think what you're thinking of is Chicago, but they are not. They're not similar at all. Uh, maybe I'm thinking like Swan, like chick, like sausage or something, like Swanson's or something. I don't have know. you heard of a Swanson's? Um, I'm sure there is one. <laughs> I don't. I don't know of it or uh, where it is. But. Could be anything. But yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, Swanson's. You, you should definitely take a. We'll, like, we'll take a small. It's like LeBron's favorite place. Yeah, yeah. When he goes it, home. Yeah, yeah. It is uh, like LeBron's favorite restaurant. It's it's truly an amazing place. Uh, I mean, if LeBron likes it, how could it not be amazing? Because LeBron's like the greatest person in the world. But why don't we why don't we get into this podcast here, Trevor? Let's let's give a little rundown for today. We're getting into the rundown early. We've been we've been late on the uh, the rundown yes. the past couple episodes. So let's get right into it. Today we are starting off with John Beeline, who is out as the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Then we are going to talk about Dwayne Wade, who just got his jersey retired. Not a top twenty player of all time, but whatever. Uh, Go ahead. I disagree. Kyrie Irving, who is out for the season. We will talk about that. Uh, small talk trivia. Uh, a new th- a new a segment today that hopefully will we'll go for a long time. We will get into that. Then randomly ranked um, my corner. Main topics, which are the NFL. We're going to go into the new CBA and, you know, some of the uh, propositions about, like, 17-game seasons. And then we're going to get into college basketball to finish out the episode. We've had some upsets uh, recently, so we will talk about that. Yeah, so it'll as always be a great episode. I, I definitely, I always say the same line there. I got to come up with new lines for uh, how to describe our episode after you do the rundown. It's going to be a uh, spectacular episode. There we go. That's a new one. Um, so yeah, we'll start off with John Beeline, who decided to step down as the Cavs coach. He's going to go into a different role with the organization, supposedly. Um, so Trevor, just what do, what do you think of this? I mean, was this smart? And also, I think there's also like questions about like how the players got treated and how the players treated him. I mean, there was something he said where I don't think he meant it, but he he kind of called he said like the players were playing like thugs at a point in time or something along yeah. those lines. Don't quote me that that's not the exact way he said it. And then supposedly some of the players every time he was around would play songs with like the word thug in it or that were titled, you know, with the word thug in it. Um, so, I mean, there was a lot of, it's a big mess over in Cleveland for our uh, Cavaliers. So what, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah. So John Beeline obviously was a great college coach at uh, Michigan, your Wolverines. Yep. And um, it, it just seems like one of these cases where we've seen this other times where, you know, these college coaches who are, who are so great um, and, they come in the NBA and then they just don't do as well. And it's, you know, they, they struggle to connect with the players because obviously the NBA, it's more of a like player focus, like players freedom yep. versus um, the college game. It's less games. It's, um, just, it's yeah. a little bit less intensive, I guess you could say. Right. 
Um, so I think that's kind of the case here. He struggled to connect with NBA players and was not really able to implement his offense into the pro game. So um, it, it was really just another case. And I think that he, you know, a lot of these college coaches, that's why, like, Calipari, like, he should, I feel like he should never, and he would probably do a better job than Beeline, obviously. Yeah. But Patino still, is another good example. Yeah. But I think it's definitely the best move for a lot of these college coaches is just stay in college. You know, your your reputation is at its highest. Everyone, you know, loves you. Once you just stay there, once you get in the NBA, oftentimes it's it's not the same. So I'll propose this question to you. What do you think is harder, being a college coach or an NBA coach? Um, I would imagine being an NBA coach would probably be harder. Mm-hmm. See, I, I would go opposite. I would say college because I the thing with those coaches is they are they are responsible for those players. Like, fully yeah. responsible then they also got to go out and recruit them and that's a mess and while i mean that's a really a, a you're you're working the whole entire year right. as a college coach as the nba coach you, you have some break you know you, they got they got time with the players go vacation and you can go do your own thing um and additionally there's like practices you don't have to go to and stuff like that there's optional things there's this and that in the nba it's a little more I, I, in my opinion it's a little more relaxed. obviously it's super intensive i'm not saying that it isn't i'm just saying compared to college where like like i forget what player i think con sexton said that like he, he was quoted saying like oh well, we're not in college like you don't need to we don't need to go 100 percent all the time because mm-hmm. then we'll just be exhausted it's too long of a season to you know be doing 100% every single practice, every single time they do anything, uh, versus college where it's only 30 games. So, yeah, right. I mean, I, 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 I think being a college coach is harder, but I, I do agree with you in the sense that I think it, it just wasn't the right step for him. And it's interesting because uh, as a Michigan fan, I've seen Beeline almost leave every single year, and it's like, oh, the Pistons are going to try to get him, and oh, the Magic at a point in time, and oh, this and that. Every single year this happens. So I actually found it interesting he decided to pick Cleveland, um, you know, this, this past season when, you know, it kind of transpired and when he signed um, so, you know, I, I wish him all the best, but uh, Trevor, you got one more little comment. Yeah, and, you know, there's, I think there's positive negatives to both. I think a counterpoint to that, just to, like, um, say, yep. like, in a way how maybe a college coach would be easier. I feel like in college maybe there's, um, like, you're better able to kind of institute, like, your offense or defense, kind of what you want to do, and you don't have necessarily people looking over your head as much, I feel like. I feel like in the NBA – it's you're really easily expendable. It's I mean, call it in college is kind of a business too, but NBA obviously it is a full yes, on business. That's a good point. And at any time they could just, you know, cut you from your head coaching job yep. in the NBA and there's really like no hard feelings. Like yeah. it's or I mean like it's kinda of cutthroat, I guess. So That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. So let's move on to I think a topic you're way more entertained to talk about than I probably am. Uh Dwayne Wade got his jersey retired. Um I don't know, was this yesterday? I think it was yesterday, right? Yeah, last night. Yeah, last night. Um, at the Heat game, so Trevor, I'm just gonna let you go in. What What are your thoughts on this? How are you? I'm, obviously, is this a sad or a happy moment for you? It's a happy moment. Okay. Yeah, it's a happy moment because, um, you know, watching Dwayne Wade throughout his career, you know, I think all Heat fans really looked forward to this moment. We we knew it was gonna happen. You know, he's the best uh, Miami Heat like player. Not like, mm. well, yeah, hold just on, calm hold down on. a little bit with that. He is the most important uh, player in the Miami Heat's history. I would, I right? would disagree. The most important, I'm saying, not the not no, the best LeBron, ever put on jersey. Let's just not forget anyway, LeBron James played for a little. Anyway, yes, LeBron is the best <laughs> for the franchise. Yes, he's players the most to ever put on the jersey. But Dwayne Wade is the most important. Yes. He's um, was there for the majority of his career. Sadly, not all of his career. Unfortunately, he had a little stint with the Bulls and the Cavs. But um, nevertheless, you know, he's a heat lifer, as they say, just as Kobe was with the Lakers and just as Tom Brady is with the Patriots. Hopefully he stays there. 
Um, and he it's doesn't. Uh, really important that, you know, he's kind of mm-hmm. had this. It's kind of like a three-night event because they kind of celebrated uh, Friday night, and then they had a Jersey retirement, and now tonight there's the new documentary yes. coming out. On ESPN, um, yeah. Yes, on What's ESPN. It, is it called tonight. Untitled Life? or I think it's uh, Life Unexpected. Life Unexpected. I, I, think, I think that's right, yes. I think it's at 9 p.m. Yes, it's at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. Yes. Everyone go watch it. I think that's going to be really good. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll probably be Definitely recording that be. in my apartment. Yeah, um, so it's it. this is just, you know, we already had the the kind of tour, like his last season, to yep. kind of celebrate him again. We're we're doing it once again, and, and that's great. And um, it's just, the you could tell that this how much Dwayne Wade means to the city of Miami. Yes. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, a great celebration and great that the organization is doing this. For sure. And, it's, you know, it's good to celebrate. I mean, I don't necessarily think Dwayne Wade is one of the greatest players of all time, but he was a great player in the league, and he meant a lot to the league. I also think he's a great guy. So, you know, props to him. You know, I'm happy we got to see, you know, most of his career um, and got to see his retirement too. So let's move forward to Kyrie Irving. Uh, I feel like we talk about Kyrie a lot for someone who's not played a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is my opinion. Uh, so two things with Kyrie Irving. We're only going to talk about one of them. Kyrie was uh, voted the president. Was it the president or vice president? I think it was the vice president. I think it was the vice president. Vice president of the uh, – NBA PA, the Players Association for the NBA. And recently, he was just announced that he's going to have shoulder surgery and will be out for the rest of the season. So he only played, what, like 15 games this year or something like that? Yeah, 15 to 20. Yeah, something like that. It might not even be that many. Um, So obviously, this first season didn't go quite as... Well, honestly, I don't even know what they expected. What do you think Brooklyn expected coming into the season with no KD and Kyrie for... They didn't even know how many because it's not like he started at the beginning of the year. So what did you think was their expectation? Now that Kyrie's out, you know, what, what, what do you look at for the, the Nets? What do they have to look forward to just next year? Is that it? Right. So I think that with KD out, you know, the play for the championship was definitely next year. You know, they, I assume, didn't have expectations that they were going to make a run at the championship this year because that's not really all that realistic. But I think they wanted Kyrie Irving to kind of be the leader of this team until Kevin Durant gets back and really just have a nice run, you know, maybe, you know, at least get to the playoffs and then, you know, get ready for next season, get prepared yep. and make the run with Kevin Durant once he gets back. Yeah, it's – it's uh, I think this is a – Kyrie's is always hurt. Okay, we talked about this before the podcast. His talent itself is one of the best – he's one of the best players in the league. But I think there's a lot else that goes into Kyrie. He's – always injured he has this attitude he has to be the guy but he can't he can't be the guy he's not a number one option on a team in my opinion I don't think he's able to do it I think they will flourish they're gonna be really good because the Nets have a lot of great pieces around KD and Kyrie but you know I I I would kind of dub this season and really I think next season will be too just kind of a fail um, because I don't think they're gonna go nearly as far next season even though Kyrie and KD are really good buddies it takes some time to you know come together and play as a team you know look at the Browns and all their fans who thought they were going to win 50 million games this past season and it just of course did not turn out that way because it's not easy to win that many games this is not you know it's the same thing in the NBA well obviously on a different scale because they play 82 versus 16 games but it's it's hard to win a lot of games even in your first year together I mean you look at LeBron last year and how many pieces they had around him and they didn't do quite as well and now they're doing amazing so I mean it takes time to fully put a team around those two um, for them to play a little bit together um, and you know get get into the groove of being together and I mean they will be a good team I think they will I just I think next year they'll still have kind of a rougher season yeah it's going to be interesting to see I mean Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant are both I would say maybe players that are maybe a little more sensitive um that's an understatement you know um so I don't know how this team's gonna work together once everyone's fully healthy 
Um, they obviously have a lot of talent on their team, so you would think at the very least they're going to, you know, maybe make it to the, like, conference semis, mm-hmm. I would assume. Um, but I, I don't know. In I mean, a week I, east. Right, in a week east. So, but I'm not really convinced that, you know, they can make they can make it to the finals, but we'll have to see. Hopefully Kyrie Irving can be fully healthy next season and Kevin Durant will be as well, so they can at least have a chance to make yep. that run and we can find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll for sure see. So uh, that'll kind of conclude small talk trivia today. Um, but we'll go before we kind of completely leave it. We'll go into or small. We'll go into small yeah, talk small trivia. Small talk, but going. Concluding small talk. You guys know what I'm talking about. But uh, today for small talk trivia, I think I'll go first today. I, I got a I got a question. I think it's pretty good. I asked this to uh, a uh, uh, my roommate Ben uh, today, and he didn't get it. I thought he would get it. So that sucks. But let's get to the question. So my question is about NBA and a player that broke a record. So which NBA player broke the record for most points scored during their first three starts of his career? And this happened, here's your clue, in 2012. Hmm. Can you just repeat the question one more time? Of course. Which NBA player broke the record for the most points scored during their first three starts of his career in 2012? Wait, you mean... So this player, the very first three, like the first... The three first games of the three season? starts. No, their first three starts, not the first games of the season. Their first three times that they started. Yeah, they broke the record for the most points scored in their first three starts. Who broke that oh, record? Oh, okay. It's in 2012. Okay. So a rookie. Well, it, either a rookie it or someone who was injured in the 2011 season. And so that's your first three starts. So if you didn't start for two years and then you start in your yeah. third year, yeah. So. It, I realistically it could be. I mean, obviously it's not LeBron because he started before 2012. But I'm saying like, or if yeah, or if it's a player who didn't necessarily um, play right away, right? So like CJ McCollum, for example, he didn't. He got some DMPs early in his career. It, it could just it, be they didn't start. They could have played. Right, they just right. didn't start. Yeah, or they played and then they started and they had those three games. Okay. Yeah. So those the three first games they started the most points all time compared yeah, to in those yes, first three starts. I, yes. I understand. Okay. All right, so 2012, it would have been. All right, so it wouldn't have been CJ McCollum um, because he didn't really get playing time until 2013, 2014. Um, if I'm thinking about rookies, which your your question leads me to believe that it's not a rookie, though, just the way I'm, you know, kind of it's le- possible. You know, leading into it's it. It's possible. Um, if it was a rookie, Anthony Davis is an option, I believe, 2012, or I don't know. Might have been 2013. I'm trying to think he of is one of the people. players in the NBA. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying 2012. Um, wow, man, you give me another hard one. Jeez, you know it's funny because I didn't think this question was. I thought you'd be able to get this question. This is the type of stuff that you know, but I maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. Interesting. First three starts 2012. Mm-hmm. Damian Lillard came into the league in 20. 12, I think Kyrie came into the league around that time. You got an answer? If, if I don't go a rookie, it's like I can't think of anyone who's not a rookie. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be a shot in the dark. It's going to be a shot in the dark regardless of what I say. Um, first three starts. Kyrie, I believe, was the rookie of the year. So would he maybe have had that? Maybe. It's possible. He is a player in the NBA. All right, what's your answer? I'm going to go with Kyrie Irving, final answer. All right, that is incorrect. It was not Kyrie Irving. It actually was not a rookie. Um, it was Jeremy Lin. It was an overnight sensation. He scored 89 points in his first three starts. 
Yeah, there was no way I was going to get that. I, I thought you, you'd get that. Ben did not get it right either. So. Okay. All right. What is your question? All right. So um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who mm-hmm. is right now, I would say, the front runner to win the MVP, also won the MVP last year. Yeah. If this happens, it would be back-to-back MVPs for Giannis. Mm-hmm. So I want you, and this is an opportunity for two points, if you get – because uh, the answers, there are two answers. They are both the names of players. So if you get two, if you get both of them, you get two points. If you get only one of them, then you get one point. And obviously, okay. if you don't get either, then you get zero. So the question is, who are the only two active players, active players, who have won back-to-back regular season MVPs? Okay, I think KD did it. I'm pretty sure Kevin Durant did it. And I, I mean, my only other guess would be LeBron. I don't even think... Anyone do? I, does Curry have two? Curry might have two, but I, I, I think Kevin Durant is definitely one. I'll just go with Durant and LeBron. Final, Final answer. answer. All right, so LeBron is correct. He's done it twice. Okay. Um, Kevin Durant is not correct. Ooh. The other answer was Steph Curry. It was Curry. Oh. Yes. Could have so gotten you get two points. One point. I'll take my point. I'll take my point. I'm all right with that. So the score is now twenty to fifteen. Yes. Um. And you know, before we go into randomly ranked, I I think it's time to bring another contributor on the podcast. You know, I'd say like twenty episodes or however long we brought Max, and that's been a success, has it not, Max? Very successful. You think? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You enjoy your time. Yeah. On here. Yeah. Um. And I, I think this person we're going to bring on, it's someone who's been on the podcast plenty of times. Um, but we're going to kind of transition them into being a normal contributor. We are going to call this segment 10 out of 10 with Ben. And we are going to bring on my roommate, Ben O'Brien. Ben, how are you doing today? Oh, I am just fantastic. Are Thank you excited? You me. Are course. you excited to be a, a normal contributor now? I mean, I would call myself a contributor before, just not on-air talent. That is true. That is true. Ben, ben does help playing I, a lot of episodes. I give you like 75% of your trivia questions. So. <laughs> you give me a lot of my – not 75% because a lot of them are bad. You give me the good ones. I'll give you that. I usually just hear one throughout the week and I give it to you. Yes, I'm like, oh, Trevor right. will like that one. We'll yes. see if he knows it. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I should stop taking your trivia questions because he guesses all of them That's somehow. True. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so basically, this segment is 10 out of 10 with Ben. And basically, what this is going to be is Ben's going to give just some interesting sports fact thing from the week that he's heard. And then he's going to rate what he thinks about this fact and maybe a brief description of why. Or you could just rate it. It's really all up to you. So, Ben, let, let's hear your 10 out of 10 with Ben this week. All right. I, so, this is the first one. I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. Ooh, and the reason I'm giving rating. it a 9 is because there are connections that we have Ooh. to this. Okay, this okay. is why I picked it. So I know you wanted us to guess it, you said, or yeah, something yeah, like so that? Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting to it. All okay, right, so right. I know you're going to talk about this in a couple minutes, but there was a lot of upsets yesterday in college basketball, right? Yes. So there are now two teams that have the longest win streak, active win streak in college basketball. Okay. I'm going to give you the first one. I, I know the first one. The it's University it, of it, Dayton, Dayton Flyers. Yeah. Yes. Which is your favorite team. Of, other than the Falcons, of course. Yes. Can you guys guess the other team that is tied with them at 16 wins in a row active in it, college basketball? Is it Kansas? It is not Kansas. They have 12. Um, and there's 16. a connection here to us. That is why. Like I, to us or Bowling Green? To Bowling Green. That is why I picked this. I thought it was interesting. Connection to Bowling Green. They have 16 so straight wins. They, ha- they have not. This team has not lost since Saturday, December 14th. They have won 16 in a row. Okay. I'm guessing they're ranked. Dayton has 16 wins in a row. I do not. They didn't, I don't think they're ranked. Really? Oh. David, can I, I had a bowling I had green? A, see, I had a team in mind. It was Penn State. It's that, not Penn State, no. Okay. Yeah, they and they lost just recently. lost. They yeah, they lost. just lost. And uh, they're they ranked. Did. Yeah, I know. But that's why I said, like, I was thinking of a ranked team. This team is connected to Bowling Green. Yes, we've talked about this team multiple times, actually, Brandon. 
like me and you yeah we we, we've brought this team a decent amount maybe not this year but just in general we've talked about this team a lot 16 wins straight yep it's not another mac team it is not it is a mid-major though it's not a not a power five group of six school is it st mary's no um is it west coast conference byu doesn't have 16 straight and they're ranked yeah and they're ranked BYU's they have like eight, I think. Is it? I have no clue. Wait, sixteen straight. Yes, they okay. won sixteen games in a row. That's I, a really good question. I think I, I got it. I think I got it. What is it? Is it Vermont? It is not Vermont. Oh my! Ooh. Wow. I have no clue. Wait, I'll we've just... talked about it. I, I, we've definitely talked about this team before. We've talked about this coach a lot. Oh, this coach. Is it New Mexico State? It is New Mexico. Chris Dance. Ah. Ah. Chris Dance. Chris yes. Dance wow. used to. So, He's, for people who don't know, Chris Dance used to be a coach at Bowling Green. He got fired for, uh, you know, reasons we won't discuss on this podcast. <laughs> Go look up Chris Dance if you want to, to see why he got fired. Um, and he was a really great coach here for. I think he was only here. He was only here a year. A year. Yeah. And it was one of our best records we've ever had. Um, and they they got rid of him, and then we kind of took a little plum plummet. Um, and now we have Huger, who's doing much better, Coach Huger. Um, but now he's at New Mexico State, and they, they've clearly they're doing. I mean, they did well. They've done well since he's been there. He's a good coach. Maybe not a great human, but he is a good coach. He's got wow. the Aggies rolling, though. They're rolling. I would rate that much higher than a nine out of ten. That was a good question. Yeah, thought it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, that was really good. I thought one of you guys would get it. I mean, I got it eventually. Uh, I mean, yeah, after I give you like a billion hints. You gave me basically the same hint that we know. You them. weren't gonna guess it unless I said something about talking about the coach. You had no idea. That's a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, 10, 10 out of 10 with Ben. Ben, thank you for contributing on this podcast on air. Of we course. appreciate it. We'll, we'll hopefully see you back next week. If, if you <laughs> I plan on being here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check um, my schedule. We'll see. Yeah, check the schedule. All right. So we're going to go into Randomly Ranked. And today with Randomly Ranked, we are going to do top five or top, excuse me, top three favorite non-sports people. These people do not play sports or not involved in sports. Um, and if you don't know what randomly ranked is, it's where we take a completely random topic and rank it. It's very self-explanatory. Um, Max, it is all up to you. Who would you like to go first? You can even pick yourself if that is what you so choose. No. Um, since, uh, Brandon, since you got one right on uh, Small Talk Trivia, I'll let you go first. Awesome. All right. All right I'm up no, first. Are we going to say it's like not, not counting family, not counting? Yes. Oh, yeah. Right? Thank you. I knew I was yes. going to forget that before we got, got the you. podcast. Yeah. Got so it's it's not a family member or, um, I mean, you could say a friend, I guess, if you really want, but eh, don't say a friend. No. Don't say a friend. It's like mainly public. Yeah. Like public figures, I told, as Max said. I told like, Max before kinda, the podcast, I said if he wants to like give that. like his favorite podcast host a shout, here he could, but whatever. We'll, we'll see. All right, so I have two honorable mentions, so I pretty much have a top five. <laughs> my honorable mentions are John Mulaney and Travis Scott. John Mulaney is, like, my favorite comedian. Oh. We, what? What? John, what was... John Mulaney has jumped the shark, man. Oh, my God, I love Get John Mulaney. It. He's so funny. Used to be. Back in, like, 2012, he was funny. He's, He's hysterical. Funny I love John Mulaney. And then Travis Scott's my favorite artist, so I had to give him a quick shout-out there. Um, all right, so my top three. Number three, I'm going to go with Cody Coe, who's a YouTuber, and he's also a comedian. Um, I just think he's really, really funny. He makes good content. So, all right. So, my next two, I kind of cheated on this because they're related to sports. They do not play sports, but they are related. Mm-hmm. And they are two of, like, my idols. So that's why I had to put them in here. Number two is Rich Paul, who is LeBron's agent. He owns Clutch Sports. He didn't. He doesn't play basketball. He doesn't. He's not directly involved with sports. I don't know. I don't that know. That's, I told you, you I guys, cheated. You guys told me it can't be sports related. His, and that I, is sports related. I said I cheated. His career is directly linked with sports. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Get away. You just stop. 
So Rich Paul, uh, if you guys don't know, it's LeBron's agent, uh, and he runs Clutch Sports Agency, which uh, is a he's the sports agent for a lot of different uh, very high profile athletes, like Anthony Davis uh, is one of them. I know Miles Bridges is another one. Um, can't think of anyone else off the top of my head. Um, but I, I love him. I, I'd love to work for Clutch Sports one day. And then number one, who is also sports related, uh, is Maverick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> who, if you guys you don't know Maverick Carter, me. okay, but Maverick Carter is at least a little bit better because he does out stuff outside of basketball. Like he owns he. So Maverick Carter is one of LeBron's friends, um, but he runs Uninterrupted, which is like a. Uh, it's kind of like a place where players can like go and like express their thoughts. It's a really good website um, where the players can make videos, stuff like that. They're just uninterrupted, literally. Um, and then he also runs Spring Hill Entertainment, who is making the movies Space Jam. So he does stuff outside of basketball. Rich Paul, maybe a little bit, but, but yes, I, I do understand. They're both like my two idols. Like I love them. I'd love to work with them one day. So that that's that's my top three. Max, who is your favorite non-sports? I've been trying to figure it out. I just I literally don't know. Um, I'm gonna go with um. That's probably not it. There's a lot of good options out but there. But I'm going to go with the RZA. The what? The RZA from uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Oh. Um, I, like, I thought you said the Rizzle. I was like, no, what is the Rizzle? The RZA. Um, pretty funny guy. I mean, he's in a couple of movies, too. I know he's in, like, The Cobbler with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Or no, that was Method Man. Uh, oh, he's in Funny People with Adam Sandler. That's the one he was mm-hmm. in. Uh, but he uh, has a really interesting... Uh, Taste in like movies. He's a right. big like kung fu, yeah, yeah, movie fan, and uh, I like that sort of stuff. Yeah, so that's, my that's a good option. All right, Trevor, top three favorite non-sports people. Go ahead. All right, so um, I'm not gonna say Maverick Carter or you know Rich Paul or Randy Mims or any of these. <laughs> Randy would have been a good one too. Yeah, I but thought Randy, I thought you were Randy, gonna Randy say Randy only. Too. I like I love Randy, but Randy only manages LeBron. He just is there to help right, LeBron. Right. The other two actually do stuff independently without him. All right, so there's a chance that uh, some of the audience, at least, might not know any of these three people. Definitely, <laughs> um, I, one of them and, I know. And definitely. Knows. One of them they wouldn't know. No, I, I actually there's probably some people that probably won't know any of these three. But right. I'll just start it off with I number guess three. The person that we talked about before the podcast, which when you say I didn't know about him until probably five months ago, six months ago. Mm. Okay, so number three, I'm gonna start off with a YouTuber I really I, I follow and watch his YouTube videos. He's a fitness YouTuber. His name is Christian Guzman. He okay. also is the founder and owner of Alphalete. Oh, is he really? Clothing company. Hmm. I currently have on an Alphalete shirt. Yeah, um, it's we're not mostly... doing a video podcast, and so no one knows what that looks like. Yeah. Trevor's wearing a plain shirt. It's his shirt. <laughs> so, so it's mainly gym wear, yep. but also um, like lifestyle clothing as well. And, it, and the shirts are just very comfortable. That's why I love them. But um, Alpha Elite's a, a great clothing brand that I, I buy a lot of their stuff. And also just watching his videos, getting like you know tips on like you know like benching and you know working out in general. So he's definitely up there. He's my favorite YouTuber. Number two, I'm going with Hassan Minaj, who is a great comedian. He uh, everyone knows hosted- who Hassan Minaj is. I don't know if they do. He hosts the White House Correspondence Dinner. People yeah. know who he is. You know, uh, they should. Well, they should. Yeah, everyone yeah. knows. If you don't know, if you don't know, he's very popular. Look up the White uh, House Correspondence Dinner. I can't even like talk. Um, I think it was in 2017 when he did it, and he thought gonna, it was. He's gonna do it again. It wasn't last year. I thought it was last year. I think it was 2017. Right out. Yeah, I think it was 2017. Okay. And I think he's gonna do it again this yeah, coming. I thought he's co-hosting it this year with someone else or so, something like that. There's two. Yeah, hosts this I think year. he is co-hosting it. But anyway, uh, someone else is great. He's also a huge basketball fan as well. Yep. Um, and number one, I'm going with 
Gary Vaynerchuk. And Gary Vaynerchuk is the CEO and of uh, Vayner Vayner Sports, which is is sports related. But um, Vayner Media. But the main thing is Vayner Media. Yeah. Yes. So, what do they do? What does Vayner Sports do? Are they a sports Vayner agency? Sports? Yeah, Vayner Sports is a sports. Who agency. do they represent? Like um, big? I think. Um, wait, I was gonna say Jamal Jamal Adams. I, I think. No, they I could don't. be wrong. He's Rock Nation. I think. Maybe not. Um, but there's like um, there's like a few. I know like kickers and uh, some different. Like I know there's definitely like some defensive backs. I I can't name anyone off the top of my head. But Gary V also. Um, someone who I listen to his podcast and watch his YouTube videos. You know, he's just pretty inspirational. Mm-hmm. You know, he just, as we were talking about before the podcast, how he like likes the garage sale. He likes to give tips about like business, and you know, he's just full of energy. That's that's why he's, the main reason why I like him. He's got a lot of energy. Um, yes. But uh, let's 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 move into our next segment here. That's a good segment of Random Link. If you have any ideas for Random Link, please submit them. Tweet at us at Small Baller Pod. We appreciate that. We're gonna move right into Trevor's corner. Um, which is the segment where Trevor gets to take over and just talk about really anything you want, but no, mostly it's stuff that I think almost any of us would not normally know. So, Trevor, are you ready for Trevor's Corner? Are you prepared? I am ready. All right, whenever you're ready, go ahead and you can start. All right, so today I'm going to talk about high school basketball. Imani Bates, if you don't already know him, you should know him. Yes. And you will know him because he is a sophomore uh, playing for Ypsilanti Lincoln High School. Which is about an hour away from Bowling Green, actually. I, I want to go see him so bad. I know we got um, him. He's a well, he's a six. Is the season over? Um, I thought most basketball season, high school basketball seasons are. They over. They might have like one or two regular season games left, but the playoffs are like about to start. They we usually can go start watch end play of February, AAU. early March. So he plays for a high school that's only an hour away. Six foot eight, about two hundred pounds. He's like a small forward, and there's been a lot of people like Evan Daniels, who is a recruiting analyst for. Um, 247 Sports, comparing him to Kevin Durant. and That's his big comparison is yeah, Kevin Durant. It's, that's his big comparison. It's not just one guy. Just right. to point that out. It's, yeah, right. But that's a, a, the biggest comparison, obviously. And Amani Bates has also been talked about as maybe being, um, you know, the number one pick in the 2022 or 2023 draft, depending on if they um, change, the rule. change the rule and make it so that players can go straight from high school again, which may happen. And if it does, I would imagine that he definitely will, mm-hmm. and he will be the number one pick. Now, Amani Bates on, I believe it was last week, I think it was February 18th, so I think it was like Tuesday, I want to say. He had 63 points and 21 rebounds against Chelsea High School. Um and this was a close game. Chelsea's a good high school. But uh, Lincoln defeated them. And Amani Bates is just, I mean, just every game, it's something spectacular. I think he had 40 uh, a couple nights ago oh as God. well. The couple, so it was like a week like ago. every game. A week ago, he had like 62 points and 21 rebounds yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's what I said. 63, 63 points and 21 rebounds. Yeah. Now, he does have offers from um, Duke. Florida State, Georgia, Michigan, and Michigan State. Mm-hmm. But what do you think he's going to go? Because I, I think I, I think he'll go to Michigan State. Um. Or yeah. You, it's it's tough to say. It's very early. I would, still. I would lean toward one of the. Maybe I would go Michigan State. I don't. It's. it's I don't think he's going to go to Michigan. It's definitely tough sadly. to say. I think Michigan State might be 
what I lean, what I would lean toward. But right. I do think this rule is going to get changed. I don't think he's actually going to play college basketball. Hmm. That be would be my uh, – I don't know if it's a hot take or not, but I don't think he's going to play college basketball. It's and definitely not a hot take because he's one of, like, the generational prospects yes. we've seen in a while. Yeah. Like, for anyone who doesn't know him, I, I would put him on similar levels of Zion. Like, they had to move yes. his high school. He's not for playing sure. at his high school he's, anymore. He's playing at Eastern Michigan, like his high school basketball games. Right. It's similar yeah, to what happened with LeBron. Well, LeBron's games got moved to Akron. Was it Akron where his games got moved from St. Vincent? Yeah, I think they played at uh, the University of Akron. Yeah, yeah. So his games got moved because so many people want to go see him. So this this guy is a generational player. Yeah, so definitely you should know about Amani Bates. And one other player who, unfortunately, we haven't gotten to see him either, but Chris Livingston. Mm -hmm. uh, He plays for Western Reserve Academy in uh, Hudson, Ohio. He was at Akron Bucknell, which we saw in Columbus in December, but unfortunately transferred. He has offers right now from Ohio State, Akron, and UAB. Um, and he is the number three player in that same class, the sophomore class. So Chris Livingston, definitely another player you need to know because uh, he's going to be great. So yeah, yeah. is that no, you could wrap it. up? You could wrap up your segment. That is it for today on Trevor's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I like hearing you wrap up segments. All right, so we're going to move into our uh, main topics. Right, we're into our main topics. Main topics. Yes. So the first one, I'm very excited to talk about. This is a fan submitted topic, which we probably would have talked about anyway. Um, from one of my buddies, Chris. So shout out to you, Chris. Thank you for commenting on the tweet. Um, we're happy to talk about this topic. So keep on keep on commenting because we'll, we'll definitely keep up with it. Um, it's about the proposed collective bargaining agreement uh, the NFL gave the owners signed and went over to the players. Um, and the main thing you wanted to talk about is the new proposed 17-game schedule. So we're going to kind of dive into the whole CBA because I, I think it, the players should not sign it. It's a garbage deal for them. Um, and that's the reason why the owners kind of put it through so quick. But let's start off with the 16-17 to 17 game switch. Do you like this, yes or no? Because I, I, I have some thoughts on it. No, I don't. I think it's just silly, honestly. Like, why... One add one more game like for I don't understand the reasoning behind money that. reasons they want they yeah. just want more money yeah but, but yeah go ahead go ahead it's Sorry. just silly like I mean I don't like the idea that you're gonna make it an odd number games either I, I I don't know that's kind of stupid but like it just seems silly and I think a lot of people would also agree with that and just because it's silly oh one more game like what he so here here's this deal is not atrocious but it's bad um and the 17 games I do not like either. Um, additionally, they said that the the pay would be capped at two hundred fifty thousand dollars for players. So someone like like Russell Wilson, who's getting paid forty million a year, he makes well over. I mean, he makes what almost almost two and a half million dollars or something like that a game, something like that. If you take that out in sixteen games, so someone like that getting paid, I mean, like an eighth of their salary is ridiculous. So I I hate the seventeenth game addition. Additionally, they wanted to change the setup of the playoffs. Um, it also says that they're going to cut the games from preseason games from four to three. They expand the playoffs, um, to seven teams, which I hate. I love the NFL is such a perfect league in the sense of how it plays. There's obviously issues with the NFL, like concussions, injuries. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm saying in the sense of the games they have, um, the playoff system, uh, the team divisions, uh, they're all equal in the sense of like the amount of teams. Like you look at baseball until I don't know what year that the Astros or whatever switched over, whatever team, there was one division with six teams. Um, which is ridiculous. I don't know how that lasted so long. But the NFL has so many perfect aspects, and I don't know why you're fixing something that isn't broken. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why this would be an addition. I, I, I'm guessing it's just money. Um, you put yeah. one more, more game in, one more team in. It's just more money to the league. Um, there are a couple good things about this deal. It, it incorporates um, benefits for the players, including health care and a 401k. Additionally, it changes the uh, split of money. Uh, the players get instead of 47% to 48.5%. But the thing is, as a whole... Uh, the games itself is just I don't 
I don't find it a great idea. I just think there's more of a probability of the in- players get injured. Because like someone like, well, let's go back to Russell Wilson because it's who I mentioned. That's a huge player for Seattle. He gets hurt. Just fan interest in general will go down because the team isn't going to be as good. So you play one more game. Yes, you're going to make a lot of money that game as an owner. But the thing is, is you risk like your best player getting hurt, which obviously that's a risk any game. But one more game on top, it just adds more of that risk. So to me, I, I don't like adding that extra game. Um, I think it will happen, though. I think eventually that in this deal, whether it's this deal or you know, soon after that, you know, if out in 10 years when they make their new deal, I think there will be an addition to games. And I definitely see that happening as more of like a compromise in terms of like, oh, players want more benefits and more guaranteed money. And that kind of leads into the next thing. Let's talk about the actual deal. Um, the NFL has a lot of guaranteed money, um, which is it, very great. It's great. Um, it, these players are risking their literally their lives. They're, they're just getting their heads pounded in. Um, but it, it says here that the uh, guaranteed funding is from 15 million to 17 million per team, um, if I read that correctly. Um, and like the article that I read, it, it was saying how it should be limited altogether, and I 100% agree. I think the NFL should have a 100% guaranteed contracts. And I know that there's some you know kind of issues with that. You, you know, it's tough to guarantee all the contracts. I 100% get that. But the big thing is that these players are risking their lives. It's important that they get paid their money. And get this guaranteed money. In my opinion, and that's something that I would push for if I was in the NFLP. I understand it's not going to necessarily happen. Um, a couple other different additions. Um, the active roster is going to bump from 53 players to 58. And the game day roster will be from 46 to 50. So, Trevor, what are your some thoughts? I know I just went on a little rant. What are your thoughts on some of the deal on itself? Yeah, so I want to go back to the first thing you said. Yeah. Um, or maybe not the first, but one of the at the beginning. You talked about how the players make like what two hundred fifty thousand yeah, for that so extra me, game. Let me uh, let me find it real quick. Yeah, so for the seventeenth game, they're capping the wages on two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the players. So that means like someone like Russell Wilson get paid way more than that a game can only make two hundred fifty thousand that last game for that game. Yes. So I don't know if that would necessarily mean that they would shift the amounts for the first sixteen, and then that seventeenth would just be two hundred fifty thousand. But I think also we also have an issue where. How many teams are not going to be playing at that point in time? Meaning, like, they're not playing their past players anyway. Yeah. Or, like, they're out of it as a whole, and then you just don't want to injure. Like, think about if you're Russell Wilson, okay? I know I keep on using it, but... Uh, and you're getting paid so much money. In the last game, your team is 6-10, and uh, 10, okay? You're in this last game. There's no way you're making the playoffs. Why are you playing? It's yeah, not like you're exactly. even making your normal salary. So he I, just, I don't find this, this change just good for the league. I, I don't think it's... That, I think they're trying to fix no something sense. that's not broken. The NFL setup is so perfect. It's really, really great. That, that makes no sense because to begin with, you're taking, you're only paying them two hundred fifty thousand when all the top stars who make more than that, especially quarterbacks, are going to make more than that, um, like Russell Wilson and all the other star quarterbacks. They're it, first of all, it makes sense. So basically, the league would be profiting more, I guess. I mean, if that's the case, I would, I would assume. And then also. Yeah, they're not going to play because if they're not making as much, I mean, I'm sure the players are against this because it makes no sense. It seems ridiculous. There's, yeah. If there's 17 games, that means team. And I saw it, so teams are going to have nine game, nine home games, the one season, then the next season. That means they'll have eight. Like it's so it's like every other year you have nine home yeah, games. It's just it's there's not some, even at that point. It, it doesn't make sense. How the NFL schedules games would have to be completely different because it, uh, just another reason why the NFL is so great. The way they schedule games is so perfect. The, the way that everything is scheduled is just flawless. And, you know, we could probably go more into this on another podcast because we should probably switch over topics in a minute. Yeah. But I, I just think if you add that 17th game, you need to compensate them in that way. So basically what it was saying is that if they don't add the 17th game, the NFL would offer them 48% of the money compared to 47 from last year. But if they add that one more game, they just get half a percent up, which is just not enough money for that one game. It's no, not. This, this is stupid. I agree. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to college basketball to kind of wrap up the podcast here as our last main topic. So if I counted correctly, just yesterday we had eight upsets of ranked teams. That's cr- Maybe it was eight te- ranked teams that lost as a whole, which that's kind of crazy. That we, it is, okay, this college basketball season has been so great. So, so, so great. There's so many teams that have just went everywhere from the top to the bottom. You look at North Carolina. When was the last time they've been under 500? I mean, I don't even remember the last time they were under 500. They're 10 and 17. That's crazy. They're 3 and 13 in the ACC. I think they were like one of the projected winners of the ACC. I thought this is like, oh, this is yeah, going to be their they year. They were top 10. Virginia, pre-season. another team that was ranked really high, supposed to do really well. It's crazy to see the ACC just kind of failing. So. Out of all the upsets yesterday, what was the most intriguing one to you? What were you most excited about? Um, so I think it's got to be San Diego State because they were undefeated. I think it's got to be them. And they were at home. Yeah, and they were at home. UNLV, like, they're an R8 team, but, like, they're not one of the best teams in the Mountain West. Like, if you thought one of the other teams in the Mountain West was going to upset UNLV, it wouldn't have been – or, I mean, upset San Diego State, it wouldn't have been UNLV. So – you know, it, it's surprising. It seemed like after they got by Utah State again that they were going to end up going undefeated. But here they, they slip. They're still a very good team. You know, upsets happen. But that was interesting. Also, Gonzaga losing. That's another big one. Um, BYU, who was at home, another good team in the West Coast Conference. So to see Gonzaga lose, I still think they're one of the best teams. They're, re- they're really strong. And I think they're one of the favorites to win the national championship. But BYU um, proving they're a tough team. Yoli Childs with 28 points, 10 rebounds for BYU in that game. So, yeah, some big upsets for sure. So I quickly want to talk about Florida. I think we both picked Florida as a real championship contender, which was obviously a terrible take. Um, and, you know, obviously looking back in hindsight, that's we can say that. Um, they are ten or 17 and 10. Does Florida make the tournament in your mind? Yes. I think I think they do, and maybe there's a little bias just because I picked them, and also Scotty Lewis. I'm a fan of Scotty Lewis, yep, um, who is a forward on Florida's team, a freshman. Um, but I think they do. I, I think they've been playing better, obviously recently since the beginning of the season. They started off horrible. Um, they are nine and five in the SEC, 70, 17 and ten overall, and. You know, I think they're. I think the SEC has been pretty good this year. Yes. Um. So I think that'll. You know, their strength of schedule as a result is a little bit better. They did lose to Kentucky yesterday, but it was a close game. Um. They they almost beat them, and they have some more opportunities to get good wins. They play Kentucky again at home um, on March seventh. They go at Tennessee. Um. They are at home against LSU, so they have some opportunities if they can. You know, win some of these games. I think they do get in. Yeah, and you look at, like, teams... I mean, let's go over to the Big Ten. We have, like, eight, nine, ten teams in the Big Ten that could really make the tournament. I mean, just looking at this, Maryland, Penn State, Iowa, Michigan State, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, Rutgers, Indiana, Ohio State. That's ten teams right there that are all above 17 and 9, or excuse me, 16 and 10, that have really good chances of, you know, getting into the tournament um, and knocking out some of those smaller teams that maybe weren't quite there. Uh, it's kind of crazy. We were talking about this the other day. I mean, the Big Ten is clearly the best conference, don't you think? It is, yeah. And it's it's really not even close. You know, so many years of the ACC kind of being at top and them having, you know, eight, nine teams. But there's so many teams that have just failed in the SEC, or excuse me, the ACC. So who who do you think is the best Big Ten team? Because I know you're not super high in Maryland. So, you know, Maryland has a big game today against Ohio State. So what, what do you, who do you, who is the best Big Ten team to you? It's so tough because I, I haven't really seen much of Penn State to really know how good they are. Um, they just lost. Yeah, so it, it's tough. Iowa, I haven't seen a ton of. 
Michigan State, weirdly, I still do have some belief in them. And I even think like Michigan with getting liver. I don't necessarily think Michigan's. I don't think Michigan's the best, but I think getting livers back that's going to make them tough. And you know, as I said, I think before if they're like an eight or a nine seed, you know, you don't want to play them in the second round. But ah, man, it, it. I think it probably still is Maryland, just by like default, because I think ever you know Michigan State has underperformed. Michigan just kind of been eh. They've been decent, you know, injuries, and hopefully now they're, or hopefully for your sake, that they're getting back on track. Ohio State, you know, they're back and ranked, but I don't think their talent level is quite on the same level as uh, Maryland. So I think Maryland by default. Yeah, I I'd have to agree with you on on Maryland. So let's let's wrap this up with our quick prediction of the week. Okay, what would you say is your quick prediction for this right. week? So this is more of a long term prediction. I've already kind of mm-hmm. thought this. It's definitely what but, a quick prediction is. Go ahead then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's long term instead of most of my predictions in the past have been short term. So this one's long term. I believe that the Portland Trailblazers will get the eight seed. Right now they're I believe like three games back from the eight seed. Mm-hmm. They will get that eight seed. Damian Lillard he's injured right now, but he'll come back. And that's an eight seed that you don't want to go against if you are the Los Angeles Lakers, who will likely be the one seed. No, you do not. Um, I have next Saturday, St. Mary's is playing at Gonzaga. I have St. Mary's with the upset over Gonzaga, Ooh. which I also agree with I you. I think Gonzaga thing a couple weeks ago. Oh, you did when the, when they, I I had St. Mary's being Gonzaga, like oh, and they three got killed, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, they got killed. I think St. Mary's pulls it off this, this time. time. All right, well that'll be it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. We truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, tweet at all three of us and at the Small Baller Podcast Twitter account at Small Baller Pod. All four of us. Oh yeah, <laughs> we have a new contributor. Don't tweet at Ben. He doesn't want to be tweeted at. He's giving me the no. He doesn't want to be tweeted at. <laughs> but you want to shout out your Twitter? You don't even want to shout it. He doesn't even want to shout it out. He doesn't He doesn't care. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, we are now on pretty much everywhere where your podcast could possibly be. Um, I can name all six, but I'm lazy by nature, so I'm not going to. Just go. F- it's everywhere. I promise you. Just go find it. Um, hit that subscribe button for us. Download all the episodes. We, we really appreciate all that. Leave us a, a five-star review and review the podcast. Just leave us a review. I, I read all of them, so... I know Trevor reads them. Just, just give us a little review. We'd love to, uh, you know, hear it. Let us know how annoyed you are at uh, Brandon's LeBron love. Yeah, constantly. It, l- let me know if that's annoying. I know it's not because it's true. But you know, if it's a bad take, tell me. Um, but with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Falcons.